Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Why Do I Care? I'm your host, Toby Favlora, and today we'll be discussing what the January 6th committee has done so far and what they are looking to do. So without further ado, let's get right to it. So let's just get some basic background information out of the way. So today I'm recording it. It is Tuesday, June 21st. Uh, It's going to be uploaded Wednesday, June 22nd. And what's happened so far is that there have been four hearings about what has happened on just like from the January 6th committee and what they have found, what they have concluded and they are trying to present it to a broader audience in order to win public support of what they're doing and hopefully get some sort of legal action against Donald Trump and the coup that he's led. So I'm going to kind of break down what's happened because for a lot of people, it's just really complicated. Like even for me, who is, as you guys know, who is like obsessed with this stuff, it's just, it's a lot to handle, a lot to digest, especially because the first one was prime time and the other ones haven't been as prime time. So it's, it's, it's something that should be done. And I know it's, not the most exciting to watch a bunch of Congress people sit around a table. Um, and these people knew that. So they actually, uh, they got, like, they got, I think it was like an ABC, former ABC executive. And they really made it watchable for, like, an everyday American. And I think it's a highly, rec- I highly recommend it. And I think everyone should kind of... Um, Tune in if they can. So what happened in the the first <clears throat> the first series, those are the primetime ones, and they showed some pretty graphic footage of what happened on January 6th. So they played like a compilation of some of the most disturbing footage, and it's it's pretty insane. There was some sad, never before seen material. Um, there's a bird eye view, um, huge Trump's uh, Trump supporters. Um, breaking in, they, um, it, it, watching it, it was, it was really evident that Trump was the one who incited this violence because they were reading Trump tweets out loud on a megaphone and kind of doing ex- exactly what he said. That being said, it was also clear that Trump did not want the riot to stop. So the committee, they went through some testimonies of former Trump, um, staffers who said that the president former president did not want to stop and he was against advisors who tried to get him to stop there's texts there are screenshots there are so many so much evidence that trump liked this and that's just it it, it's upsetting because Nobody should like this. This is a stain on our democracy. This is something that our kids are going to learn about. And it is going to be embarrassing that we lived through this and we did nothing to stop it. That being said, um, the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers, they were kind of the main focus of the first ones. These are two white supremacist um, extremist groups. They are very um, uh, military focused. And I don't know how many of you guys watched the uh, the Trump Biden debate, 
But when asked to condemn white supremacists, he said, Proud boys, stand back and stand by. And that was that was a call to action. And that was proved in this um, hearing. And that was the, probably the most remarkable thing. After he said, stand back and stand by, which is not condemning white supremacists. Like, it's really not that hard. Like, white supremacy is bad. Like, it's not hard to condemn white supremacy. So after saying, um, stand back and stand by, they showed how the numbers jumped. I think, I, I, I'm not, I don't remember off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure they said tripled. So it, it's, it, it's even more evidence that proves Donald Trump was the one behind what happened on January 6th. They also talked about, it was a Capitol Police officer, um caroline edwards it was the first witness it was live and it was very emotional it was a testimony about how she was knocked unconscious and she still once she got consciousness she was slipping quote slipping on um in people's blood trying to get to the action trying to help trying to just do something to help another huge takeaway which was my biggest is how trump's like team and his family just completely and blatantly turn against him um there's Ivanka Trump who who testified against him Bill Barr testified against him and his spokesperson Jason Miller testified against him when your own daughter testifies against you that's kind of a sign that you've done something really wrong so that's kind of what's giving me some hope about this hearings that something might actually happens um Pence was the one who called for help. Donald Trump was not the one who called for help. It was Mike Pence who called for help. And of course, I'm never going to say like, yay, Mike Pence. But um, if it wasn't for Mike Pence, uh, it would be a lot scarier. Um, so that was all day one. Going to day two, um, it was kind of... Uh, 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 you know, like it's more facts and the more facts, the more upsetting it gets. Um, Bill Stepien was a senior advisor um, and other lawyers. So um, what he did, Stepien, he said that he was happy to be referred to as, quote, team normal versus Trump. So inside Trump's inner circle, there is a, quote, team normal versus team Trump. Team normal is not normal. Team normal is very conservative, very MAGA, very, I think that the, the, that we should push all the progress that has been made back 100 years to restrict the rights of LGBTQ, black Americans, women, people of color, people that aren't white, straight males. And it's... He, he, Still, he is one of the quote unquote normal people in the room, which is just how upsetting, how how upsetting it is. Another takeaway is that Trump didn't listen to any of the professionals, and he was he just uh, he he became quote detached from reality. So he didn't listen to any pro professionals, and he he kind of he he made his own stuff, like Bill Barr who, for people that weren't paying attention, is one of the most crazy people that have ever been in charge of the Department of Justice, says that, quote, if he really believes this stuff, he has become detached from reality. 
This is like, I'm going to put this into a, like a more simple analogy. This is like if Tom Brady, back when he was on the Patriots, if he's just like, actually, no, right, right after he left, he's like, Bill Belichick is detached from reality. That's the level of closeness that these two have had, and they have done everything together for up to these four years until up around then. So, so many Republicans are testifying that it's that 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 everybody knew that this wasn't real. It's kind of it's getting a lot harder to be dismissed. So, what's what's happening is that what the committee has painted so far is that. Trump knew, his advisors knew, but they just didn't care. So Trump's still trying. What's trying to be proven is what Trump is thinking. But if you're a pathological liar, it's pretty hard to say for others to say what you're thinking. But what we know so far is that his close circle, his larger circle, everyone working knew that this is not true. And they knew that it was illegal. And they knew that what they were doing was not right. So it's pretty safe to assume that Trump... New. Another thing, which was the biggest takeaway all over Twitter and the the political crazy people, um, like little universe that uh, I live in, it was how they talked about kind of what I do on this public. Like, why do I care? So to like a, a MAGA Republican, like why do you? What? Why do I care? And what they said is that in it, they showed that they got two hundred fifty million dollars raised off of lies that everybody knew what wasn't true. So the person in charge um, of raising money said, like, yeah, no, I know this wasn't true, but it's a great way to, to raise money. And it, it's, it's just – it's completely insane that this is what's happening. So there's two more days that I'm going to talk about. So we're going to have a quick ad break, and then it comes back, and I'm going to tell you what happened on day three and day four. So stick around. Welcome back. We're going to jump right in again to what happened on day three of these committee hearings. So Trump was told that the plan to overthrow the election was illegal. That was one of the biggest takeaways, that it was illegal, and Trump was told, and he still was like, okay, let's do it. So the issue with these... Like I said before, the issue here is that it's it's hard. Nothing really is going to be fixed unless Trump himself gets in trouble. It's hard to get Trump in trouble if he's not going to testify and everyone here are Trump loyalists. But if, if his inner circle knew that the election was stolen and if Trump knew that the plan to overthrow the, the government was completely illegal, it, it doesn't take – a genius. I bet I could call my six-year-old sister up here, or seven, shoot, seven-year-old sister up here. Sorry, if I can, I can call my sister up here, and I bet she can put it together, right? It's like really simple. Everybody knew that this was like, it was a lie, and he did something illegal. It, it was in insane. Another thing that this that was uh, surfaced during this um hearing is that the panel they really tried to tie all the violence against mike pence like the hang mike pence chance and the pressure campaign against mike pence to quote do the right thing they they tried to tie it in to what happened on the violence and i think there was a quote it was like he was talking trump was talking about pence he was like you had the chance to be thomas jefferson he's like but you're no thomas jefferson 
first of all, yeah, sure. Thomas Jefferson was a one of the crucial founding fathers, but it's looking back now on like a "Hey, slavery is bad" kind of lens. That's not the most glowing person to be compared to, right? Like nothing against Thomas Jefferson. Like he did things that I would not have the courage to do. However, he is far from the most perfect guy. Be compared to him now, it, 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 it's not. It's not good. So once again, Trump, you're a, you're a dumbass. You're just so slow. The danger to Pence was real. That's another thing that they did. They tried to show how close Donald Trump was to killing his own vice president. They showed that they were forty feet away 40 feet that's that's like nothing that's like you can get that in a football play right like that's a first down in like a little a little bit more what's like 13 yards or something that that like Gronkowski can catch that you know he retired today that was sad um at the end or a different episode if I have a lot of good feedback I could do something on the Pats or the Celtics or something um the Trump's own lawyer Eastman what was found is that he wouldn't take no for an answer about the election, overturning the election. He kept trying to find a way, trying to find a way, trying to find a way, trying to find a way to to find something. And then he knew this was illegal. John Eastman, his Trump's lawyer, knew this was illegal. So what does he do? He's like, okay, well, I'm going to talk to Rudy Giuliani, Trump's lawyer, to try to get a presidential pardon, which is a president's power, meaning like that you just like forgive all crimes try to get a presidential pardon after January 6th. So what happened after is that all the Congress people, all the Democratic Congress people were like, oh, can I get a pardon? Can I get a pardon? Like mockery, you know? Um, but if we take a step back before we dive into day three, what do we know so far? One, we know that the reason that, that there was violence was because of Donald Trump. Two, we know that Donald Trump knew that this wasn't true. Three, we knew that Trump knew that this was illegal. And now let's it's time for time for four. So there's witnesses that uh, this happened today, a Republican witness that tied Trump directly to the fake electors effort. Um, uh, Ronna McDaniel, the chairwoman of the Republican National Committee, testified that she got a call from Trump and a conservative lawyer, John Eastman, again, about the election and trying to help overthrow the election. So that's direct evidence that Trump was on a call trying to do it. Um, but the most, the biggest takeaway is kind of what Trump did in order to win this kind of fight that he started. Um, it was this this amazing testimony by this crazy brave woman about who who was getting death threats and receiving all sorts of violence i think one of the quotes was like if this you're lucky this is 2020 and not 1920 because she was a black woman they were referring to lynching and it's just it's horrific horrific things and what the the republicans are trying to do is that they're trying to like i i kid you not they're trying to bully the people in charge of elections out into quitting by making their mental health so bad that they can have their own people in charge. So let's take a step back. Dave, the four-day four summary of what's happened so far. One, 
what, what happened? Um, what? Ha- Let me restart. Okay, four things. What we know so far. One, we know that Donald Trump was the orchestrator. Two, we knew Trump did not actually believe these claims. Three, we knew Trump knew that it was illegal. And four, we know that Trump did a large amount of trying to pressure. He had a, he was in charge of a large pressure campaign. So those are the th- uh, four things that we know so far as proved by the committee hearing. So what's going to happen next? Why do I care? Well, as an American, you should care because democracy is at stake. That's kind of the big issue here. I know I'm talking really fast. I'm going to try to slow myself down. But when I get mad, I talk very fast. And I'm sure many people who listen to this podcast regularly got to guess that. If you were an American, you should care about this because you should care about your American democracy. This is what people sacrifice their life for. This is what people have gone through. Like People have gone through so much for the right to vote, for the right to to, to see that table. We see all over the world people just wanting to be a democracy. And it's under attack here. This is not something that's happening in different countries. This is happening here. This cannot stand. This is something that is under legitimate threat. And if Democrats do not win up and down the ballot in 2022, I am legitimately scared for what happens for the state of democracy. I, this is not, this This should not be a partisan issue, yet it is. Republicans, like, I don't care if you're a Democrat or a Republican. You have to vote Democrat or you have to vote for a Republican that says that they completely reject Trump and they completely condemn what happened on January 6th. This is something these people are trying to steal your elections. They're trying to steal your democracy. They're going to attack you. They are trying to take away your voice and put in like the policies that they're going to put in place. Like worst case, democracy falls and Trump is in power. One, Trump is absolutely bananas. I guarantee there's going to be a war within like, I don't know, 10 years of him being president. We saw how many close calls he had. And the policies that he's putting in place, it's like book bannings, crazy unpopular, banning abortions, crazy unpopular, restricting the LGBTQIA plus rights, crazy unpopular, trying to ban um, women, tra- transgender women from female sports, completely unpopular. He is an unpopular president. This is an unpopular party. 35% of all Americans believe the big lie. This is an issue with every single American should care. I don't think I've ever been this livid before on a podcast or, in frankly, some time. And it's just, it's upsetting that I have to sit here and spell out how dangerous it is that there's a madman who's running around who 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 orchestrated this insane attack, this coup attempt. Like, this is something that you thought you'd be reading about in history class about the French Revolution. No, this is America right now, and there has to be election, there has to be accountability. So once again, I am fully, strongly endorsing Vote Save America. Go to Vote Save America, adopt the state, midterm madness, get on board. There's a, you're going to volunteer, you're going to make your anger and your passion into real change, because we cannot sit here, we cannot yell, it's not going to change anything. There has to be some element of real change. So please, I'm begging you from the bottom of my heart, please Try this. It, it doesn't hurt you. Worst thing's worse. You, you have an awful, what, 30 minutes on it, and then you stop. You don't have to do it again. But I guarantee you're going to love it. It makes a change. It makes a real change. It makes a real difference in the world, and we need it. Democracy is under attack here in the United States of America, and we need your help. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Why do I care? Have a great rest of your day, and um, check out last week's episode, which was a fantastic episode, by the way. Thank you for listening.